Hello, everybody. Basement Sports Podcast with a special guest. We always enjoy having him, Christopher Carter, DK Pittsburgh Sports, joining us to talk some Steelers postmortem and some other Steelers topics and whatever else comes to our minds. Chris, how you doing tonight? Doing great, Greg. How are you, my man? You know what? It's 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 a great night. The the Penguins got rolling today, uh, tonight. I last time I checked the score, it was two two. But we'll see what happens there in Philadelphia. Hockey season started. Football season's over. But we're going to talk what happened to the Steelers and what they've got uh, moving forward, what they're going to do. So I'm going to open this up with you. I think the big, well, one of the big topics, but one that at, at, at the top of the list is Big Ben. Okay, there's, there's several different arms of this. He's got one more uh, year left on his deal. But it's a huge sum of money, over $40 million. Um, you know, what do you think happens? I mean, I, I think it's leaning toward he's going to stay, but what are the Steelers going to do with him and a quarterback position moving into next year? So uh, let, let's, let's get all the facts out the way. First, it is obvious that the Steelers, they want Ben to be around. Mm-hmm. They, they don't want to just jettison him, but the reality is, like you said, that, that salary cap number for him is way too high at 41.2 million dollars now i know there's a lot of people that say he's not getting paid 41.2 million dollars i'm like yeah, yeah, yeah we know that but the point is that it's still what counts against the steelers cap and the steelers need to create cap space so my my thing if i'm the steelers if i'm kevin colbert and the Roonies, and i'm looking at ben like look man like you played well for a good portion of this year you you just tanked out at the end right. we need to revamp some things and you can't be the guy in the driver's seat anymore. We want you to be a cog in this machine and an important cog in this machine. But you cannot be the guy that we just depend on to chuck the ball to make all the big plays anymore. We, we're going to reinvent, reinvest in the ground game, maybe reinvest in the defense a little bit more. We, the Steelers have enough weapons to throw to right now. Even if Juju ends up going, that's a whole other topic. Right. But if I'm talking to Ben, I'm saying, hey, here's what we do. 22 million of that money uh, that is already locked up for this year because it's the year that he spent in prior seasons or gotten in prior seasons. Right. 19 million of that can you know is is uh, is cap savings money, which means if they were to cut him right now, they'd get 19 million dollars back towards uh, their next salary cap. What they could do is after 21 after after the 2021 season, they could extend him. If I'm the Steelers, I'm saying, hey, man, we're getting, giving you two more years on top of 2021. So technically, he could retire in 2023. But what we're doing is we're taking maybe $12 million of that $19 million and moving it between those years. Maybe $6 million guaranteed in 2022, $6 million guaranteed in 2023. And fully guaranteed that money's there. And maybe even tack on some extra money when he gets there. And the idea is that other people are here. like, you want to extend him longer? No, 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 no. Hear me out. By doing this, they are Ben Roethlisberger is not going to give up any money. He's just not. That's not how he. That, that ain't happening. But what could happen is say Ben, you'll still get this money. You're just going to be getting it, you know, for a little bit longer, and maybe even a little bit more on top of that. And if you retire, if you decide to retire this after this year, you still get it in those seasons. And that way, you're not losing money, man. But you're helping us out. And if you want to win, if you don't want to end up crying at Heinz Field losing to the Browns again in the playoffs, 
you better help us out by giving us some discounts right now or not discounts, but helping us move some money around. And, and it, ideally maybe cause I mean, the guy makes the guy's made a whole bunch of money in his life. Ideally, maybe you say, Hey man, help us move 14 million of that 16 million of that, because then you look at that. Maybe you do something with Pouncy. Maybe you do something with the Castro. Maybe you do something with, you know, Hayden or Nelson, and then you're starting to say, okay, now you can find the cap space to do some things. Now you can say, all right, maybe we can re-sign Cameron Sutton. Maybe we can re-sign Juju. Maybe we can go get a free agent center or a free agent offensive tackle. Maybe we can sign a free agent running back. But, you know, it, not all of that, of course, but it opens you with options. But it starts with Ben being reasonable and understanding, hey, man, you can't be the guy anymore. And part of that is going to be we need to spread your money out a little bit. Right, right. So just staying on the quarterbacks for a second, we saw Mason Rudolph once, mm-hmm. okay, in Cleveland. And when I, I, I watched the game a couple of times, I went back and watched it. There were, there were things that I liked, things that I didn't like, okay? But I will say this, this game of Mason, I, I saw more that I liked than in the previous year, okay? There were more mm-hmm. things that he seemed to be a little bit more confident. I, I love his deep ball. I love the kid's deep ball. Um, but there's other things to work on. But let's face it. Ben comes back next year, whether he retires after next year or whatever happens, Steelers are going to need a quarterback. Do you roll the dice with seeing what Mason Rudolph can do? You, you mentioned, you know, in your previous comment about, you know, you want Ben to be a cog in this. Does, does Mason get some more play? Does he get some opportunities? Uh, do they take a harder look at him in the preseason if there is a preseason? But like, where do the Steelers go from here as far as who their quarterback's going to be after Ben? You still got to keep an open mind with who you can bring into the organization. I'm not saying here's the thing: the people that want to say just go out and get somebody. Okay, well, you go on right now. You still need to find uh, multiple pieces on the offensive line. You need to address depth at inside linebacker, depth at the cornerback position, depth at the safety position, and you know running back. Uh, just not even depth at running back, running back. Um, <laughs> and and you're probably gonna have to address depth at tight end at some point because I don't think Vance McDonald's gonna be around much longer. Right. Uh, um, I, you know, I, that's the thing is that when you, if the Steelers were to legitimately go after a quarterback in this year's draft and, and you don't want to try and get those, you know, the, the, the third string quarter, uh, third string, third round corner quarterbacks, you know, as, as much, because when you're doing that, you're going to end up with most likely another Mason Rudolph and not a, and not a Russell Wilson. And so, and, and maybe you, maybe you get, get a, get a lucky stab there, but you want to take the shots at the position groups that are still, that, that maybe aren't getting picked at as much. And then you get yourself an Alex Highsmith who can contribute in his rookie year and look solid and, and be, be a cog in the defensive machine and that's what they need to find is those is those pieces now if say for whatever reason justin fields falls all the way down into like the late teens and you're thinking you know what if we trade a third we might be able to move up and get him and maybe that's the guy Mm -hmm. then that's a different story um but uh but you know but i'm not i'm not selling out the farm this year to do anything like that now the one sell out the farm move i would be interested in is if they could get deshaun watson off the texans because i think that dude is superman Mm -hmm. Uh, i think you put him in an offense with a with a good good organization um he will soar Mm -hmm. and uh the texans are not doing that for him as andre johnson and deandre hopkins both noted this week on twitter um so if i'm the steelers i'm not selling out unless you know, unless i get a deshaun watson who i know is a surefire guy um i'm sticking to the plan the, the the emphasis right now greg has to be 
get a running game going, get reinvested to your offensive line, which I think if they go into the into free agency, you can sign a center or a tackle, whatever you don't sign in free agency, you draft early in, in the NFL draft. And there's going to be good guys at both positions. I really love Alex Leatherwood of Alabama. Love I think that he's, guy. I think he's love a bad man. Oh. Um, yeah. You put him, I mean, both, both the tackle and the center Alabama are guys that I would be looking at. Like if you got that in the first round, that's a win. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and, and all you need really on the offensive line are two anchors and two, at least two more good players. And then a guy who's at least adequate. So the people that think that it's just totally out of this world that the offensive line could get better next year, I, I think. You, you got to remember one. David Castro was hurt all season long. Right. He, he came in. He missed several games early, and then came into the season with a lot of injuries. Uh, Kevin Dotson, I think, will take a step up this year. Love that um, kid. Love him. And, and if you get a good center, and if you and if you draft a good a, a good tackle, you could be looking at a completely different group. Now, of course, the question is running back. But here's the thing: when you get to that crossroads that you're asking me about. Mason Rudolph, Ben Roethlisberger, you know, random quarterback that you could draft Trey Lance, you know, you could, you, you look at it, you want to make sure whoever that is doesn't have the onus to have to lead the offense with bombing the ball uh, um, a a lot and being, you know, Aaron Rodgers with the football. You want to have that running game to take that pressure off them as well as the defense. And to do that, you need to invest in those positions, which is why I don't think right now is the move to go get them. But that move might be coming in another year or two. Okay. Yeah, I, I agree with you. It's got to start up front. I mean, if, yeah. if, you, if you're not, you know, one of the most frustrating things I think for Steeler fans was just how putrid this offense was at short yardage situations. They just couldn't, they just couldn't get it done. Like you had a third and one, fourth and one as the season went on. You're like, oh my God, they better pass it or they're not going to get it on the run. And they would get stuffed so many times. To your point, I, I, you could see in the film of DeCastro, he wasn't himself. He right. absolutely wasn't himself. So what happens next year? You come in, you have an absolutely 100% healthy DeCastro. I think there's still some question marks about what Marquise Pouncey's going to do. So I, when, when Kevin Dotson was drafted, yep. I loved that pick. Mm-hmm. Uh, because I watched the film on that kid, and he's just a road grader with a running game. I agree. But here's the interesting thing. He comes in, and as a rookie... He had one of the highest grades as a rookie in pass pass protection. So he really he learned. He he worked on his technique and 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 learned from everybody. So with the offensive line, you you know, I think there was a couple I I, I saw some reports that it doesn't look like Villanueva is going to be back. Nor he nor nor should he be. He, nope. he had an awful year. Um and, and really he's had a few a few awful years. Yeah. It, it, he, for a while Villanueva was a guy that he could play really well when people were playing great around him. Correct. And there were times where I, I would note, like, like there were a couple, there was a couple of ga- couple of years ago where he stonewalled Miles Garrett all game long. And it was really impressive. Right. Uh, but you see, he, he don't got that no more. No. Um, no. And he, and he's done a heck of a job for being an undrafted guy that came to the Steelers and became a left tackle starter. That was a good, like, you know, Hey, I'm here for what? six seven years yeah. however long he was with the Steelers that's a heck of a career yep. but same time you can't live with that performance at left tackle anymore no no I, I totally agree and and what what do you what do you do with Matt Filer I mean we're, we're 
you talk to him about how much money it's going to take. And again, a lot of this is going to depend on how, you know, how, how do you, how do you work the money with Roethlisberger? Mm-hmm. Do you keep or get rid of, get rid of or shorten the the contract for Pouncey? Do you make other moves to open up money? And then you start to prioritize because along with Zach Banner, you got my, Matt Filer and you're saying, okay, between you two, what am I doing here at offensive line? Who am I investing in to keep? I, I think a Matt Filer would be more valuable. No offense to Zach Banner because of his versatility right. on the offensive line. You could bump him to guard and still play tackle. I, I'd like to see Zach Banner actually get to play a full season at tackle. I think that he, he the way I've seen that man rededicate himself, uh, even before he was on social media, I'd watch him at training camp. And whenever we try to talk to him, he didn't want to talk to nobody. He just wanted to work. Um, I, I think he has the right attitude. I want to see him continue that and get a, get another shot to play for the Steelers. Um, so I'm interested in that. Um, and, and here's the thing is that either one of them are either going to be battling with Chooks Okorafor or you know, whoever you draft slash sign at offensive tackle for the rest for next season. Yeah. Now I think, you know, to the point you made, there's a lot of really good offensive linemen coming out in this year's draft. I think there's, there's going to be a couple of studs there when the Steelers pick. You know, whether mm-hmm. they move up or not, I, I think even if they wait till their spot, I think there's going to be some real, real good offensive linemen there uh, when, when it's their time. So it, the, I was looking at the Steelers uh, free agent list and it's extensive. So I wanted yeah. to go through a couple of names here, you know, go, go through a few of these names. Tell me what you think, maybe, you know, who you prioritize, who you if, if, if you were the one making the decisions, you were Kevin Colbert. Who are you doing your best to sign once you get everything worked out with Ben and the other contracts and get them restructured? Omar Khan's a, mag- a magician with that stuff. I yeah, still don't know why he's not an NFL general manager. We could talk we could talk about that another time. But one of the interesting one here is Bud Dupree. So they franchised him last year. He, you know, before he blew out his ACL was having a hell of a season. Just playing really really well. But now he's coming back, you know, he's injured. Maybe he's not going to get the offers that he would on the, on the open market. Maybe he will. What, what would you do with, would you, would you like really work hard to try to sign him and get him back with the Steelers? Try to maybe a, 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 a shorter deal, see what he can do, or are you just going to let him test the market? I mean, you, I don't think they can afford Bud Dupree. I mean, he's a double digit sack guy. Uh, he had eight sacks in what, 10 games this year. Yep. Um, Teams are going to be going after Bud, and he knows that. Um, I, in the in the in the best world of worlds, sure you'd sign him. But Alex Highsmith played well enough to say, "Hey, maybe he deserves a shot at the number two edge rusher spot." Um, you're you gotta you gotta pay other people right now. They're they're going they're they're going. The Steelers are short on money right now. They are yeah. way over the cap as it's projected right now. Um, that could change with some of the things and how this offseason works. And then you could also make more moves. Mm-hmm. But if if you were to sign a Bud Dupree to another to a, to a, even a short contract, you're signing him to what fifteen million dollars a year. You do that, you're losing your chance to go get that offensive lineman we were just talking about. So That's to true. me. It's sad because Bud has been a heck of a player. Um, his ma- his maturation process has been exciting to watch, um, but I-, I think this has to be it for him and the Steelers. The only way he gets resigned uh, is if Ben retires and all this other stuff ha- has to happen. And even if Ben retires, the biggest thing actually I think would happen is if the Steelers used TJ Watt to trade for Deshaun Watson, which I know everyone's like, oh, that could happen. Like guys, 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 guys. There's like a 2%, <laughs> not even 2%, there's a 1% chance that that even happens. And um, 
if it does, then the Steelers could say, you know what, bud, you're our guy at the edge rusher, but the Steelers aren't giving up TJ. Why the guy's probably going to be defensive MVP, MVP. So, right. um, you know, I'm, I'm look, I'm looking at, Bud. Uh, it's unfortunate, but he's got to hit the market, but Hey, he'll get his, he'll get his payday, which he's absolutely deserves. Who is your priority? Like of all these free agents, the Steelers, who, who are you trying to, you know, with, with mind on the salary cap, of course, but who's the guy you would really, really want to re-sign? And maybe it's somebody's flying under the radar. Maybe it's somebody's nobody's thinking about. Like, for, for, you know, I, I look at some of these names. You know, I look at, you know, uh, 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 Mike Hilton. You know, you have Alu Alu. You got Zach Banner, Juju. Uh, you know, all all these players listed on here. Who are you prioritizing? Who you think is going to going to be the best bang for the buck as far as contributions to this team? Uh, I think Cameron Sutton okay. because the way he helps, I, I am a huge Mike Hilton supporter. I have loved watching him since he came in in 2017. He's physical. He's quick. He's fast. He learns he's exciting. Um, but he has some serious matchup problems. When you mm. leave him in man coverage, he can get beat cam Sutton. When you put him in man coverage, not as much. And, uh, he has a, he has better size for the position. He attacks the ball. Well, um, he can also play outside the numbers as well as in the slot. Um, I, I, he's to me is the better put together coverage guy and the Steelers are going to need that because at some point Joe Hayden and Steven Nelson are going to go down at some point and you're going to need that. And they might end up getting rid of one of them because both of them make over $14 million against the cap next year. So, um, Cam Sutton would be a priority. I, as much as it, it sucks. I think that Juju can't be a priority, but he absolutely, in in my heart of hearts, that's a dude you want on your team every year. Right. That guy fights. He he's consistent. You throw him the ball. He makes plays. Um, even when he's not getting targeted in the right places, um, I, I look at Juju and I'd say like I'd want that guy on my roster anytime. But the problem is they've invested in the wide receiver position for for four straight years in the early rounds. Um, and you you like the production out of Claypool, you like the production out of Johnson, you like that Washington could be your third option there. Mm-hmm. And if you're becoming more of a running team, you don't need four. Yeah. Um, now maybe that means you trade away one of them for a, a draft piece or something. But um, if you re-sign Juju again, you're he's he's going to take some money, and that's going to take away from your your investment into the offensive line and the running back position. And that's why I think that Juju is just a hard sell for. Uh, you know, for, for, for being a resign, but as a, as a, as a, as a player, as a warrior, mm-hmm. absolutely. I, I, I'd, I'd want him back. I just don't think the Steelers can afford it with where the direction they need to go. Do the Steelers do the uh, kind of going a little bit off track here? Cause there's nobody that, you know, in free agency, as far as the starters at the safety position, but what do the Steelers do at the safety position? I mean, you have Minka, I think Minka could be on track to get another contract with the Steelers, but you know, there's been a lot of talk about Terrell Edmonds, and he's been kind of a disappointment as a as a as a first round draft pick. Um, do the Steelers maybe look in the draft to some of the early rounds if there's a safety there that kind of drops to them? Would they go there? Would they look for that in free agency? Because just seems to me they might need you know another another safety, another safety I mean, another safety back there with Edmonds and uh, and because you know Edmonds is going into his last year, we're not going to know if the Steelers are going to pick up his option. Uh, what do they do there at that position? I mean, you absolutely could go for that. You you, you could go for the safety. I, I will say this. I do think um, 
Terrell Edmonds was on a really good pace of progress. He actually had a very good season, Mm -hmm. but then he got injured. And I think that that he wasn't able to be as physical as he needed to be, which is why you saw him get destroyed, just get shook off by Jarvis Landry in that, in that playoff game. But I mean, for most of the season, he was the guy, you know, cover the running back, cover the the receiver, cover the tight end. He would press him. He would run with him. He, uh, he made a really impressive one-handed interception, uh, you know, early in the year. I think he had, did he have two on the season? I can't remember, but I thought he had two in one. I thought he had, I thought he had two two, like back-to-back weeks. Like I I think it was something like that. He's coming along. Now the problem with Terrell Evans, he's a first round pick. First round picks usually command some money. Now he hasn't put up the Supreme stats. So the Steelers may be able to finagle their way and be like, Hey, we'll sign you to a four year deal in 2022. Cause we got a lot of money in 2022, but you're not going to get super duper Buku money. That's got to go to Minka because Minka has to be part of the future. That man is a true ball Hawk and safety. Um, but you need to have the players that force the ball to him. And you need to have games that don't have five turnovers where the defense can, can literally just avoid him or the offense can literally just avoid him all game because they don't want to commit a turnover themselves. Uh, but, but that being said, Greg, I wouldn't turn away from safety in this game. You always need depth. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I wouldn't go after safety in the first round. Um, I, I'm not so sure if there's a, there's a player that, that that's that good when you need these other, other positions. Um, but, you know, I, I would take a look at some guys that, you know, that the Steelers, uh, Steelers fans might know if you're also a Pitt fan because Paris Ford's out there. Yep. Um, he, he could be a second, third round pick maybe. And if he's in that range, you know, with his ability to play inside the box and be physical, maybe that's a guy that you, that you bring in. Maybe he, he's part, he's part of that. He's part of bringing, bringing that physicality there and helping Terrell Evans and helping cover guys underneath. Um, I'd also like an Andre Cisco out of Syracuse. Uh, he may, he's a splash play kind of guy. He finds the ball really well. He go, he, he's really good when the ball's in the air. That's a kind of guy that you could use any, anywhere at strong or free safety. And maybe they need, you know, maybe they need both him and Minka Fitzpatrick to kind of be those guys at the same time. So you can flip flop them all game long. Um, I also think if you waited for a, a while and get to the later rounds, Damar Hamlin, I mean, the, that guy, he could be your slot corner with the way that he plays. Uh, you know, he could, he, he played for Pitt outside the numbers, inside the numbers on the slot, deep safety, strong safety. He bounced around so much he could do for you what, uh, you know what Cam Sutton did for did, did for you for a while, and and again that's a that's a fifth sixth round pick right there. That's not that, that that's that's not too heavy of, a, of an expense. I, I think that that um the, you know any of those guys and there's there's definitely others, but safety can absolutely be looked at this year. All right, let's let's switch over real quick. Uh, or you know, before we wrap things up, look at the uh, other uh, inside the sidelines. The guys wearing the headsets as far as coaching changes because it's certainly seems as if they're moving in a direction where there's going to be some coaching changes going into next year. What do you anticipate going into the off season as far as coaching changes? What changes do you think the Steelers need to make uh, in order to, you know, in order to, you know, improve this team, whether it be offense or defense, um, where, where do changes need to be made? I think that they look at, I think you'll see a new special teams coach. Um, As much as as much as I like Randy, I think that he's he's actually a lot smarter than most people give him credit for. The Steelers used to have a huge return problem uh, when before he got there, mm-hmm. and then uh, when he got there, returns weren't a th- weren't, weren't an issue for them uh, as far as defending them. Right. Um, uh, but <sighs> offensively, I, I think Peter's got to go 
you need, I think you need to bring in a guy who's going to establish a new tone for this offense, especially with running the football. And when, and to do that, you need to bring that focus. Um, Feekner is Ben's guy. I think you kind of need to take the, the keys out of Ben's hands when it comes to that kind of stuff. Now you got to say, look, Ben, like I said before, he's got to be a cog in the machine. And that's what you got to tell him. It's like, listen, you're still a, a huge, important piece here, but it can't revolve around you anymore. Right. We're getting, we're, we're developing a run game and we're going to try and keep you at throwing 20 to 25 times a game. And we're going to trust you to manage the game and be smart in those moments and still make the big plays in those moments. But this has got to go through this. And I think you need to go get an offensive coordinator that can emphasize the run and find different ways to build that, that ground game back up. Cause if you do it, I think this offense becomes really dangerous again. Right. Um, um, and then defensively, I mean, you got to sit down with Keith Butler um, and sit down and say, what's the plan here, buddy? Because um, that playoff game was really bad. Now, granted the playoff, the defense was bad because the Browns were able to just do what they wanted. Cause they had a lead the entire game. Right. I mean, they were handed one just before, before the defense even took the field. Um, and the defense did play very good to great all season long. Right. Um, but you know, I, I'd be looking at like, Hey, you know what? It's time to look at this defense a little bit differently. Maybe, you know, we, you keep that front four go- thing going, um, but maybe find we, there needs to be different types of athletes that we find at the, at the linebacker position to bolster Devin Bush upon his return. Right. And that way you could come out with more of your more uh, uh, nickel defensive looks where you got two linemen or two linebackers behind four guys up front. And then you rotate around that extra safety or defensive back. And it doesn't hurt you as much because you trust those six guys up, up front to handle the run and then cover the underneath pass. But Butler has to sign off on that. He has to be part of it. We'll see if he is. Mm-hmm. It's going to be an interesting off season for sure. I mean, it's, it's always, uh, you know, it, it's, you, you hate to see, you hate to see that, you know, when you're a fan, you hate to see the team get bounced out, but it always makes for interesting discussion <laughs> as far as what's going to happen. How do they approve next year? So let's look at, let's, let's talk about the rest of the playoffs in general. You know, the Steelers are out of it. Who, who's your team? Like who, who are you saying, who, who are you looking at? Who are you looking at as a matchup right now with the teams left you think are going to be in the Super Bowl? Um, I mean the chiefs until, until you beat them. Right. Um, uh, yeah, I, I, I see the chiefs and I, I see them as a, as a problem. As long as Patrick Mahomes is on the field, their defense is still aggressive. They, they stop the pass very well. Um, I think that that's going to be a tough team to stop for any of the teams that are left. The bills could be, could bang with them though. I think if they can, if that can be the AFC championship game, that's going to be a lot of, a lot of love and a lot of, uh, a lot of fans are going to be tuning in for that one. Yeah. Um, but, uh, in the in the NFC, you, you want to think that Drew Brees can go out in his swan song. You want to think that maybe the Saints can finally not not be the the bridesmaid, but uh, the Packers are playing really well. Aaron Rodgers is a bad man; he's been feeling it this year. I really think you're going this this Super Bowl is going to be every this is going to be the NFL's dream. They're going to get the the super gun of Patrick Mahomes versus Aaron Rodgers, the Golden Boy, and it's it's, it's going to be your perfect Super Bowl if you're the if you're the if you're the NFL. That's what you want best quarterback versus best quarterback duking it out and an MVP candidates right there. Um, uh, those are the teams that I'm looking at. Yeah. And then, and for history, for history's sake, you're looking at the, the, the chiefs and the Packers 
uh, it was Super Bowl two or Super Bowl one or two. It was it was one of the first two Super Bowls, I believe. It was the Packers. It was the Packers and the Chiefs. So, um, you know, the 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 NFL loves history. The NFL loves to go back and and talk about these things. But I know, in, in the top of my mind, I know one of the first two Super Bowls were both won by the Packers. One they played the Raiders. Another one they played the Chiefs. So. I know the the NFL would love that seeing these two storied franchises playing each other. It, it would be it would be huge for them. It, the, the, the story, it, trust me, all the promos would run that that Super Bowl one stuff over. And then also, um, you know, the the Chiefs were one of the earlier teams after the um, you know, the, the, with the Len Dawson days after after Broadway Joe won it for the a- AFL. They they came in and they won a big one for the American Football League. So uh, absolutely, this is this is this is history. <laughs> and top quarterback play here but that, that's why i'm picking those guys quarterback play has determined a lot this year i think it will again all the max mcgee highlights you want <laughs> you'll see you would see the week before the super bowl chris tell everybody where they can find you where you're uh where you with your podcasting and and everything else go ahead and tell everybody where they can find you you can follow me on, on Twitter at Carter Critiques. You can read my work at DKPittsburghSports.com. I cover Pitt football, basketball, and the Steelers. You can also listen to my, the Locked On Steelers podcast. That, that is a daily Monday through Friday podcast on your Pittsburgh Steelers. Well, Chris, I can't thank you enough for, for joining us tonight. Really, really appreciate it. And as this offseason goes on, as we get closer to the draft, uh, I'd love to have you back on to do like maybe even a draft preview or even afterwards to go through each of the Steelers draft picks. Uh, As far as basement sports podcast, ladies and gentlemen, you can always find us on Spotify, iHeartRadio, on Apple iTunes. Send us an email, basementsportspodcast at gmail.com. Let us know what you want to hear. Let us give us some suggestions for guests and reach out to us. Chris, again, thank you so much. You have a great evening. Thanks, everybody. Talk to you soon. Bye-bye.